1: Welcome to the Musings of an ADD Mime podcast, this is your host Jack, and I have the ADD Mind. Today I am airing a bonus episode, which is one I did on Kenyatta and Jack Save the World. It explains why I was gone for most of the month of March, and it's somewhat emotional, and I did not want to have to go through and explain it again, and plus it helped having someone to talk to about why I was gone. Thanks for listening. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, I'll catch you on the next one.
0: Just like most episodes, this one contains strong language. Who are Kenyatta and Jack?
2: We're just friends who are Gen Xers former Air Force brats, parents, taxpayers, and citizens of the earth.
1: And we're here to save it, one podcast at a time.
2: Howdy, hello, guten tag. Welcome to another episode of Kenyatta Jack Save the World. As always, I am she who shall not be named, but I will. It's Kenyatta. Hi and back with us this week is my co-host friend and partner in crime Jack. Hi Jack. Hello, how Welcome are you? Back.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. It's good, good to be back.
2: Good. We're definitely glad to have you back and we're glad to hear that the the situation that uh, caused you to, to, to dip out on us. we completely understand. We're glad to hear that situation yeah. is improving by the day. So, yes. Yeah. Um,
1: After the WTF moment, I am going to discuss what happened. And I guess I'll give a trigger warning. There are aspects of this story that will be tough to hear. (laughs) So I'll give it again after the WTF moment. But I'm glad to be back because... It means things are heading in the right direction,
2: Amen. so we are all grateful for it so oh,
1: yes, yeah <laughs> for sure i'm I'm not looking forward to the mountain of bills that are about to head our way. Thank God <laughs> we don't have to pay off all of them
2: <laughs> yes there there are there are processes in place believe you me i've I've taken advantage of them mm-hmm. in the past, so yes. That is good.
1: Yep, yep. Hmm. So, what is your WTF of the
3: week? Well,
2: I figure because, like we've said a couple times, we're probably not going to be at a shortage of WTF moments. Probably for the better part of this year, because we're only in midway through March, and y'all see what's been happening. Mm-hmm. But here's a, a pretty lighthearted one. However, it is one that I find important because I was just talking about this thing the other day, As I always talk about it twice a year when it happens. Okay. The Senate has passed a bill to get rid of daylight savings time.
1: Oh, I know. Thank God. Sanity will be restored.
2: It is on its way to the House, which I don't foresee any issues, but then again, anything can happen.
1: Marjorie Taylor Green will be uh, against it.
2: <laughs> Probably. And just,
1: Lauren uh Lauren Bobard or whatever they'll be yeah, against it.
2: Just just on GP sake. I, yeah. I have no idea what passes for principle for either one of those ladies, but go figure. Yeah. So yeah, it's on its way to the house where they'll debate on it and like I said, if rational minds prevail, They're supposed to do away with it come next year, which Mm -hmm. begs the question because this is how I think. Does this mean come the fall when we fall back? That's going to be it. There's no going to, there's not going to be a spring forward next year. Is that what that means?
1: No, it's actually goes into Mm -hmm. effect in 2023. Okay. Because the transportation industry Mm -hmm. has everything set up until I guess the end of the year Mm -hmm. and it would cost them a I guess a bunch of money to change everything to that, so that they've uh, stalled it till twenty twenty three.
2: Either way it goes, yeah. I'm I'm glad to see some progress now. Listening, friends, I know you're saying there are far more things going on right now that we could be concerned about, and guess what? We are. We always will be. Mm-hmm. But. This is one of those minor housekeeping issues that has just been more useless than anything, I think, for the better part of our adult lives. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that's how I feel about it. So it's yeah. not necessarily a huge WTF moment, but it's one of the ones that's like, okay, okay, let's, let's, let's move on to the next thing in the laundry list of things we need to yeah. address.
1: <laughs> you know who doesn't recognize daylight savings? my dogs oh. they always go out at 6 a.m time mm-hmm. changes and they're either hey let me out now mm-hmm. <laughs> or they're you know looking at you like why are you waking me up it's not six
2: my girl cat kylie bless her heart um is the more vocal of my two cats and so she serves a spokesperson for the two of them So, you know, right around 536 ish in the morning, maybe my alarm is going off. Maybe it's not. Doesn't matter. She will either yell at me Mm -hmm. from the floor beside the bed or here lately, jumps on the bed, takes a seat next to my head. And then we'll just sit calmly looking out at the door until she sees a move and then she whip her head around. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't stand you. And then as soon as I get up and try to get the feeling back in my legs, you know how they tell folks our age, put your feet on the floor for about 30 seconds before you try to get up. Right. (laughs) So I sit there and, you know, recombobulate myself, get ready for the day. She's already running out to the kitchen. But if I'm not following her, she will stop. Right. (laughs) Heifer, where are you? I'm like, I'm right here. That's what they do to me, so I get that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If nothing else, Joe Biden will be able to claim that as a victory.
2: <laughs> I mean, he hasn't. He's had some luck. I would say, for the most part, he's had partial luck mm-hmm. on certain big things. But the the I won't say the recovery bill wasn't a big deal. It was. Mm-hmm. It helped. It helped millions of Americans, and it was necessary, but. As far as other major things he's tried to push, he just gets he just keeps hitting brick walls and brick walls and brick walls. So yeah, he can he can chop this one up in the W in the W column. I think so.
1: Yeah. I'm sure mm-hmm. Donald Trump will take credit for it.
2: Correct. Correct. It's or be
1: against it. Who knows?
2: <laughs> or just, you know, continue to say lock Hillary up. Which has nothing to do with nothing. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't matter to Donald Trump. So
1: For His supporters. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. 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 Well, I guess I'll move to mine. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And I'm going to have to go to our old standby, Mr. Carlson, Mr. Tucker Carlson. Yay. I don't know if you've seen this, but Putin has ordered all Russia media to replay his rants on Fox show because it's so supportive of Russia. Mm. Hmm. If that's what's going on, you are on the wrong side of history.
2: <laughs> I, really, I don't think he cares. I really want to know, and I doubt we'll ever get concrete numbers. I want to know how many of the Russian military have already mutinied. Mm -hmm. I want to know how many Russian citizens have managed to sneak out. I need to know. Mm -hmm. I need to know how many of them are like, F this. No. And just, they dusted their hands at this madman Mm -hmm. and and just dipped. I'm really curious because you can't tell me it's not happening.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. I saw a thing Mm -hmm. yesterday that, and since Ukraine started, Russia has had more military deaths than the entirety the twenty years of Iraq and Afghanistan combined for the US which shows you the Ukrainian people are taking defending their country incredibly serious.
2: Heck yeah. I mean especially for the fact that they didn't ask for any of this. No. They didn't they antagonize no one. They're over there mining their whole country business. Yeah. yeah. And you got a madman next door saying, Well, you know, no, we don't know we really don't yeah but we can guess like i don't you know.
1: think putin saw it going this way
2: i think he thought it was gonna go quicker and cleaner yep like the ukrainians were just gonna you know bend over and be done no nah.
1: no nah. not this time
2: Mm-mm.
1: they've had enough of russia's shit mm. so yeah becker <sighs> carlson dude if putin is praising you you have gone seriously astray.
2: Yeah, that's that's part of your fan base. I don't, I don't want that endorsement. I wouldn't want it. No, not Me at neither. all. I don't, Me neither. I don't, I don't want a megalomania, megalomaniacal dictator wannabe singing my praises. I don't want it. I don't want it. No, thank you. I
1: I can't dispute or argue with that statement. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't want it.
1: Yeah, but you know who could. Tucker Carlson. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he could argue a decaying turnip and be convinced he was right, even though the turnip won't say a word. Yeah. So. I was
1: listening to a <sighs> dude that took two weeks of Tucker Carlson talking about the whole thing. And every three days, he was on the other side of the argument. I don't know if the Russian check bounced and then it cleared. (laughs) But that was amazing.
2: I have to go find that because that sounds funny. I like funny. Mm, Yeah. Delicious delicious water. water. Uh, I'll have to make a note of that one. Oh, my goodness. All righty then. So with all that being said, um, we'll hand it over to you, Jack. uh, So you can speak about what's going on. Listening friends, tune in. This is, you know, some serious business that's been going on, so he wanted Mm -hmm. to, Jack has wanted to share that, and like I said, just continue to keep him and his family in your thoughts.
1: I appreciate that.
2: And we'll turn it over to you.
1: Okay. Um, If you are triggered by people being on fire, now would be a good time to at least fast forward about three or four minutes. So... On February 24th, which was my wife's birthday, a Thursday, Kenyatta and I were recording (laughs) our podcast. Mm -hmm. I can hear my wife outside talking on the phone. I just figured the kids were calling her to tell her happy birthday. Kenyatta and I get off. I go in there, and I could tell by her expression. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, Emily's in the emergency room. So, my youngest daughter Emily, severely asthmatic, she was born having an asthma attack. I'm not mm. kidding um, mm. so that's a logical <laughs> conclusion. She's been hospitalized twelve times for it, and Heather looked at me and said, "No, she was on fire, and she has third degree burns, which I can't really explain how that felt to hear that um I've since decided." It's the second hardest phone call you can get as a parent. And because I have an imagination, a Hollywood version of her being on fire popped in my head, which wasn't good. So then, you know, this is in my head in like two seconds. And then Heather said, it's on her arm and her leg. The rest of her body is, you know, okay. So... Here's how we got there. Emily's very crafty. She paints. She draws. She likes to make her own candles. She's made candles for years. She was making candles. She does not have a gas stove, in case anybody's wondering. It's electric. She's melting the wax. She said all of a sudden, the wax caught fire. Emily, realizing that if she stuck it in the sink with water... And turned water on, it would act just like a grease fire. So she covered it to smother it like a grease fire. It appeared to have gone out. She's like, I'm going to go throw this pot in the snow outside. Logical, you know, thought, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she grabs it by the handle with her right arm, turns around, starts walking, and it basically erupts like a kid's volcano experiment for the science fair. And when that happened, her right arm caught fire. Her right thigh, the jeans caught fire. And because she was wearing, you know, stylish jeans with holes in them, all of the holes on her left knee, that caught fire. So she burned her left left knee. And her face got sunburned from it, basically. So she did what most people do, drop the pot. Fortunately, it just landed, didn't tip over, landed on the bottom of the pot. So the fire stayed within the pot. And then on the kitchen floor, she stopped, dropped, and rolled. The fire didn't go out. Mm -hmm. So she got up, ran to the back deck to stop, drop, and roll in the snow. Mm -hmm. But she didn't think it was deep enough. So she kicked the snow to make a bigger bohile to stop, drop, and roll in. And then she did. The fire went out. Emily gets cold. She was wearing two hoodies. That saved her torso because the top hoodie prevented the second hoodie from catching fire. If she would have had one, her shirt would have caught fire. And Emily tends to like shirts that Blanche from the Golden Girls would have worn. And she was wearing one of her <laughs> Golden Girls collection.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that would have been a polyester blend that, you know, would have went out. Yeah. But the two hoodies saved her and she rolled in the snow, went out. So Emily lives with my son and their cousin Peyton lives with him, who's my son's age. Duncan wasn't home. Peyton heard Emily screaming. So he runs upstairs and sees her outside. And he helps her get up, which is good, because she would have passed out, you know, it's cold, snow.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Could have been really bad.
3: Mm-hmm. They come
1: inside, and when Peyton sees her arm and leg, he kind of froze. Which I think, I'm not knocking Peyton. I probably would have froze. Who knows? Seeing someone burn like that affects you. Yeah. But it pissed Emily off. Which I think is probably good because it got her adrenaline flowing and she was mad and focused on being pissed off and not pain. So she looked at Peyton and said, language warning, someone's got to call the fucking fire department. <laughs> so she walks over to her phone, picks up her phone, calls 911, tells them there's a fire on a pot in my kitchen. I need the fire department. I was burned. I need an ambulance. I'm in a lot of pain. You have to get here now. Uh, so the 911 person's like, what's your address? Emily tells her. She's like, okay, they're coming. What's your address again? I want to clarify. So after like the fourth, fifth, fourth or fifth time, the person on 911 asks her that. Emily's like, yeah, I'm getting tired talking to you. And she hung up on her.
2: All righty then. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So she...
1: Had Peyton, because their house is split level. I mean, Colorado Springs, most houses are split level. Yeah. And she made Peyton go stand at the door while she stood at the top of the stairs looking for the fire department to get there so he could open the door and let him in. They got there. She's like, open the door. The fireman came, looked at her, turned to the other guy and said, we need fentanyl immediately. Mm. They went up, started treating her, and then she, like her rock steadiness, went away. Mm. I completely understand why. Because it was like what she needed to do was done.
2: And now she can, she can, I, I know the feeling, not to that extreme, mind you, but I know the feeling like you're on it, you're on it, you're on it. And then once you get through it and someone mm. else, you can hand it to someone else. That's
1: it. Yep. So, didn't the ambulance get there? Oh, by the time the fire department got there, the wax had burned out, so there wasn't even a fire, but they still took the pot outside and hosted with the fire extinguisher. Mm -hmm. Also, let that be a warning. If you do not have a fire extinguisher in your kitchen, get one.
2: Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I have one, but I'm pretty sure it's expired.
1: Yeah. And if you have one, Check the date. Trust me. Trust me. So they get to the uh, ER, uh, Peyton followed in his car, and he was with her. And that's who called Heather, um at first. And Heather just thought, Oh, that's cool. Peyton's calling to tell me happy birthday. And then of course she quickly <laughs> discovered that's not while he was gone. Mm-hmm and she said he had a hard time telling her what happened and so he gave the phone to emily and then emily went full on panic attack once again completely understandable who wouldn't
3: mm-hmm.
1: and heather spent an hour and a half just keeping her thoughts focused
3: mm-hmm.
1: and The ER immediately recognized she needed to go to the most advanced burn unit in the state of Colorado. Mm -hmm. And at first they were going to Metaflighter, but I guess they decided she was okay, and it was an ambulance ride. So I'm sort of torn because a helicopter ride would have been 25 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, 30 minutes versus the hour and 10 minutes of an ambulance. But at the same time, she wasn't bad enough to need to be flighted. So it's a weird thing.
2: No, it's not. Because you're a parent. And yeah. when anything like that happens to your kid, you want them taken care of 10 minutes ago.
3: Right. <laughs> so
2: that I get. I get both yeah. sides, but it's not an unreasonable thought at all.
1: Yeah. So they doped her up. Mm-hmm. And Emily pretty much doesn't remember much of the drive. She just sort of wakes up in Denver, mm-hmm. and she was at UC Health Center, which is University of Colorado Health Center in in Aurora. Holy crap, that's a giant hospital! Mm. It is the whole complex, huge. Don't have parking for it, but you know, so. She gets there 1 a.m. in the morning. They take her right up to the burn unit, put her in a burn unit ICU. Previous to this, I just thought all burn units were burn unit ICUs. (laughs) So apparently there's the burn unit, the burn unit ICU, and the step-up burn unit ICU. Oh. Oh. And the step up basically means there's no limits on pain meds that mm-hmm. they can give you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But you have to be in that unit to get it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So she was there Friday. And then Saturday morning, my eldest daughter got there. She flew. Heather and I couldn't leave till Sunday. It just worked out the dogs. We had to get them to the people watching them until Saturday mm-hmm. and Heather's mom was coming. So we drove out there on Sunday. Um, Heather was like, I got to go be a mom to Emily, but there's going to be a point where I need my mom to be a mom for me, <laughs> which is, you know, understandable.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: we got there and as we're driving, Emily tells us stop at the house because Colorado Springs is on the way, and get Mars. Emily has a stuffed animal named Mars that she got when she was three, three ish, and Mars has been to every hospital stay or you know her surgeries. Um, Mars has had both eyes transplanted. <laughs> a stuffing transplant, a couple other stitches. <laughs> I
2: you going to say stitches, definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he'd been retired, but he came out of retirement. You know what? I don't care if you're 22. If your stuffed animal that has been with you for every hospitalization is needed after that, I will stop at Colorado Springs to get your stuffed animal. Yeah. Hmm. So the hospital only allows two visitors per patient per day, same two people. You can't swap out. So when we got there, because my oldest daughter had already been a visitor, that was one. So I had Heather go in there with her Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And... um Heather's mom and I, we decided we were going to rent a hotel or get a hotel that night. So we went and got the hotel. And then I went and picked her up in the hospital, Heather and Misty up when the hospital closed. The rest of the time we stayed at the boys' house in Colorado Springs Mm -hmm. because $40 for a gas tank every two days is cheaper than $100 a night for a hotel room. Yeah. So, Monday morning, they did her skin graft surgery. Mm -hmm. And, well, real quick, her right arm and a portion of her hand had third-degree burns. Her right thigh had third-degree burns. Her left knee was second, and her face was just a sunburn. And so they did the skin graft surgery on Monday. And when she came out of that, that was tough to see, because she was in so, so, so much pain. And the donor site hurts worse than the burn. It's essentially, mm. you know the cheese knives? Say no more. <laughs> That's what it is, but with skin. Oh, my
2: gosh.
3: Mm.
1: And her mm. surgeon took all of the donor skin from her right leg. So she would only have one leg with scars. He wanted to preserve her left leg. And so her thigh was actually burned worse, but her arm hurt worse because there are more nerves.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: And Hmm. she was just in pain. And it's one of the things that, I now know that I wish I didn't know in terms of skin after a fire and that is if it's red it's not dead so there were some pictures you could see the red and they're like that will heal (laughs) that other stuff is dead and it doesn't look like how Hollywood shows it it's completely different and the second thing I wish I didn't know Is after a skin graft surgery, the skin cannot move. So they, you know, do the dressings and staple the dressings to you. And these aren't staples, you know, after like stitches or something that are tiny. It's like the difference between your, your swing line stapler and your stapler that can go through an inch of paper.
3: Like
1: that, yeah. Because it has to go in.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh, and you know how your thigh bends—that crease where mm-hmm. it meets your torso. She mm-hmm. had staples in that crease,
3: Mm-mm. so she
1: couldn't move. Mm. Her arm—the donor site—was her right butt cheek. So she couldn't sit on, on her right cheek.
3: Oh boy!
1: And some of the other staples were. Extremely close to her girl bits.
2: Yeah, we discussed this. So... Oh my goodness.
1: It hurt. Just Mm -hmm. sometimes breathing too deep would, you know, make the staples hurt.
2: Like, it's true when you get certain kind of injuries that all of a sudden, depending on what happens and where it is, you realize... Certain body parts exist that you never thought about before, because mm-hmm. now it hurts. You're like, what? It, what? It, what muscle even is that? What is that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I can't,
2: I can't imagine. Oh, and
1: goodness. so Monday, she was getting dilated fit, and all. Another pain medication that's stronger than those two. Hmm. She was on an IV drip of lidocaine. Uh-huh. And she was getting those, like, once an hour, which shows you that when the human body's in pain, you can dump a ton of pain meds.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: it just barely knocked the edge off. Mm-hmm. Like, on a scale of 1 to 10, she went from a 20 to an 18 <laughs> with all of that. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, that would kill three elephants and Keith Richards. Oh. and.
2: Keith Regis is still with us, so I know
1: <laughs> you wouldn't have been after that.
2: Oh, I mean, don't don't doubt that, man. I'm just, I'm saying,
1: <laughs> and mm. hearing your kid screaming pain like that will haunt you for a long time. It it's there's nothing you could do, yeah. literally nothing I could do but stand next to her and have her squeeze my hand. That was all I could do. So Monday was rough. Tuesday, we went went back. Actually, Tuesday, Heather and her mom went. That was my mental health day. Cause we, since only two could go, we decided that each one of us would stay home and use it as, like, a mental health day because you needed one mm-hmm. after seeing that. Mm-hmm. So I stayed home on the Tuesday. Heather and her mom went. And Emily was still in a lot of pain. And the surgeon came in. And I think they maybe two or three staples from that mm-hmm. crease because they decided that everything would stay in place. Just to ease some of her pain, mm-hmm. but still that day they were still doping her up mm-hmm. and then Wednesday, myself and Heather's mom went, and she was doing better that day. She was able to eat, and you know their her pain meds now aren't every hour, now it's like every two and a half
3: mm.
1: which is a you know a good sign yeah. <laughs> and Um, Thursday, Heather and I went. Fun side note, I wake up on Thursday and my mouth is killing me. Turns out, I think what happened is I was grinding my teeth in my sleep. Mm. And I split a filling in half. Cracked a tooth also. Mm. (laughs) So all day Thursday. I'm watching Emily be in pain, and my mouth is killing me. Friday was, once again, my mental health. And Emily was doing roughly the same as Wednesday. Still hurting, but doing, you know, better. Friday was my mental health day. I spent the morning finding a dentist that would emergency fit me in and took my insurance while (laughs) Heather and her mom We're with Emily in Denver, so I did get my tooth fixed, and strangely enough, the dentist was from Oklahoma City, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and his sister lives in the same city my sister lives in.
3: Sorry everywhere. Yes.
1: (laughs) And Emily started doing better Friday, but the next day, Saturday, was going to be another big day of pain because that's what they call dressing down Mm -hmm. and it's the first time they take your dressings off. They take all the staples out and they give you the the bath
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and the bath that a burn patient gets is not fun, Mm -hmm. especially on a skin graft Mm -hmm. and then a skin donor site. So they went in they sort of give you a bath everywhere else, washed her hair, did all of that. And then 20 minutes in, they did not realize this. It's not the fault of the doctors or the wound care team. The vein that her, her IV was in blew.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So she was not getting the pain meds via the IV. And she was screaming, of course, because it's hurting. Mm-hmm. But that's what everybody does well, on yeah. the first dress down. Sure. So the wound care team didn't realize she wasn't getting the pain meds. And when they finally realized, realized it, of course, they freaked out and immediately went and put an IV in her foot and stopped and, mm-hmm. you know, let that kick in and finish.
2: I mean, how did they figure that it that her that her vein had. Well, how did they figure that out? That she was in more pain than she should have been? Cause that's kind of subjective. How would they? Um,
1: there was a, a nurse in there with her who was mm-hmm. holding Emily's hand mm-hmm. and she realized her, her hand was swollen.
3: Oh. And because
1: the med wasn't going into a vein, it, it was, was just her filling up her hand. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how they noticed.
3: Oh, okay.
1: So they s- stopped got the new IV in, let everything kick in again and finished and then they had to redress her. Thank God the skin graft had taken and they did not have to put more staples in Mm -hmm. and then they brought Emily back and she was asleep for maybe 15 minutes and then she woke up and that poor girl was in so much pain and Once again, breaking your heart as a parent, but you can't let her see your cry because Mm -hmm. our strength was basically her strength. Yeah. And there was several times Heather and I just had to turn around and look out the window for a couple minutes.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And they couldn't give her new pain meds at that point. Because they had to let the pain meds in her hand absorb into her body. Mm -hmm. And that took roughly two hours. And that was the longest two hours ever. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Because she was in... I I can't express (laughs) the amount of pain she was clearly in. Mm -hmm. And it was like as soon as two hours hit, they were in there, you know, giving her new medication. And they came and gave her a pick line up by her armpit. And, but they had to wait, to make sure that one took
3: mm-hmm.
1: before they took the one out of her foot. Mm-hmm. And so everything at about hour three or four was just too much for her. the sound of the machines. You know, the beeps and the monitors and all that driving her nuts.
3: Right.
1: Hearing them outside her room driving her nuts. If you stood too close to her, it bothered her.
2: You breathe funny.
1: Yeah. No, seriously.
2: No, I get it. Trust me. I get it. I get it. Mm. She,
1: You couldn't even text somebody. The sound of your finger on this phone Mm. was too much for her. And the only thing we could do to help was sit there and literally not move. Because that was all we could do.
3: Mm.
1: And finally, finally, the pain meds kicked in mm-hmm. and she started feeling just a little bit better. And leaving that night was rough, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, because we did not leave her in a great state. Get back on Sunday, start snowing. She's doing better. Um, In fact, that was the first day of her dark sense of humor coming out. Mm -hmm. She, this is dark, folks. She told us that (sighs) she was a, she was a breast shy being a bucket of extra crispy KFC. She was a wing, a thigh, and a leg.
2: I'm done. I was just done when you told me that. I was like, okay. So she's doing better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, for a little while. A little while. And um, she was still still hurting quite a bit. And mid afternoon, maybe three o'clock, she was waiting for her anxiety meds to kick in because even if you. Do not suffer from anxiety. After that, you will need to be on anxiety meds. And we were waiting for him to kick in. <laughs> Two nurses came in, and Emily went on an epic rant that was so loud. All of the nursing staff on the floor heard her. Other patients heard her, but it was so funny. Because she was so polite to her nurses. She'd go off screaming for like 10 minutes about the whole procedure. And then she'd stop and look at her nurses and go, I want you to understand. I'm not mad at you. It's the situation. And then she'd start on her rant again.
2: I'm, I'm pretty sure the nurses have seen.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: More than a few of those episodes. So, yeah, they, they got it. But.
1: Every time she apologized, they, you could tell that they were like, I don't know, did it like touch them that she's mad as hell, but still polite enough to make sure they knew she wasn't mad at them.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure it did, because I'm, I'm sure now, granted, you get some leeway when you're in pain. Yeah. I mean, that's just a gimme. But then there are some people who were just fundamentally gross people. So when they're injured or something like like this happens to them, it's just licensed for them to be a thousand times more of a jerk than Mm -hmm. they ever were before. So her doing what she did, like we were saying, she's human. She's hurting. She's going to she's going to feel it. But you know that she's still fundamentally a decent person because it's not them. It's what's happening. And yeah. she, was, she was in a mind, she was in enough of a mindset to say, I'm sorry, you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not you. It's not you. And she's so pissed. And what I'm about to say is sad, but it is funny. She's yelling at the nurses and she, and I quote, what kind of dumbass motherfucking surgeon put staples in someone's fucking coochie a fucking man that's what
2: kind she's not probably not wrong but no she's she's not wrong no there's no but she's not wrong yeah. <laughs> she's not wrong there's no but she's not wrong she's
1: the not nurses wrong, agreed with her one of them had kind of a horrific look and she was like Right, you're a coochie? And Emily's like, yes! (laughs) What kind of asshole does that? And so the one nurse sort of leans over, gets like eight inches from Emily's face, and she says, look, you're a badass. You had staples in your coochie. (laughs) You're a badass. (laughs) She's like, I don't think I can handle that. (laughs) And so... While she had every right to be mad, it was just funny the way she phrased that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, I mean, staple placement probably should have been a little more considered.
2: (laughs) True, but I get it. (laughs) That's all I can keep saying. I get it. And I've, I've had nothing anywhere near that. But I get the sentiment. 100%.
1: I don't have those parts, and it hurt me. Mm Mm-hmm. Right?
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm. And I know that's kind of graphic. It's part of her story. (laughs) It's what happened. And it is somewhat funny, just the way she screamed that. Because it could have been worded so much worse. (laughs) But even then, she still surprisingly kept it kind of light. Because she was dropping F-bombs at a rate that would make a sailor, a soldier, and a truck driver blush.
2: Mm We'd be like, oh, we can't... Oh. (laughs) yeah, can't listen to this.
1: (laughs) And uh, Mm -hmm. after that, they started the cleaning of her wounds every day. And it was still pretty painful. That Monday, um, Heather had to come Back to Oklahoma City with her mom. I'm not going to say any more other than let's just say her supervisor isn't as nice as mine. Mm. And we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Um, Tell you when we're done. So Heather to leave, but I stayed the next week. And my son worked it with his job. So that Monday through Saturday, he wouldn't have to work. So him and I started going uh, to Denver every day. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And they'd go and do her bath. And each day it still hurt, but it got a little better. Mm -hmm. And Monday, I kind of thought she's going to be in here for about three weeks. And she asked, what do I have to do to get out of here? I want to go see my dog. (laughs) And they said, you have to do your wound care without the IV because you can't have your IV at home. You have to actually do it because you do it at home. Mm -hmm. So Emily was like, okay. And at first her, you know, everybody's seen it where someone's like broke fingers and their entire hand is like encompassed in a wrap. That's how her hand was at first. As soon as her fingers and Thumb were free. She had uh, us bring up her switch and she started playing her Nintendo switch. Mm -hmm. And her physical therapist came in that Wednesday and said, your mobility in your thumb is way greater than it should be at this stage. And she's like, I think playing with your switch is what's doing it. She's like, you're stretching everything out. Mm -hmm. And Every day, she just started physically doing better. And that Thursday, I woke up with a migraine I could hardly see. And I told Duncan, I was like, you're going to have to go by yourself. I can't. And I imagine it was probably
3: stress-related
1: as well. So Duncan went. And Thursday night, (laughs) I'm laying there. And Emily's dog, Ellie, starts barking, and then I hear Emily, and I'm like, what? And they had released her that day. That was, I was so happy.
3: Yeah.
1: Like So happy. And, I mean, God, just the, to go from five days earlier on that Saturday right. to coming home on Thursday, was amazing,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and so she got home, ate, and uh, went to bed. Friday, got up, and I just took care of her all, all day. But she did have some lows because she was at the scene of the crime.
3: Yeah.
1: And Thursday night, she didn't think about it. Friday, it hit her. Mm. Mm-hmm. Perfectly natural, and yeah. yeah, I was able to talk her. It, and I'm like, Emily, if this didn't affect you mentally, something would be wrong with you. Cause Cause this is it where it happened.
2: I'm saying if it wasn't then, it was going to be eventually, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. I'm like, it'd be weird if you weren't upset. Mm-hmm. I have PTSD for this. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't the one burned. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I could, it can only be a thousand times worse for you. What I've learned is while Emily is somebody that does suffer from a lot of anxiety, in the heat of the moment, that girl can keep her head. She did not freak out. Everything she did was a logical step. Mm-hmm. And she's a badass. She really is a badass to have done that. And any breakdown outside of that is perfectly normal because I don't know if most people could have kept their head like she did legitimately being on fire.
2: I've heard it said that as 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 hard as it is to suffer from things like anxiety and uh, other particular emotional issues, for some reason, being in that mindset almost prepares you to expect the worst so when mm. it happens you were like i knew it and you don't freak out if that does yeah. that make sense i've heard yeah. that theory before and i'm like listening you tell that story it's almost like of course you don't want your child to suffer anything like that but in this particular case this is like literally what saved her you know yeah. i'm thinking yeah. i mean i mean i had no idea i had no idea you know just from listening to you here and of course um the update said you were good enough to share it with me. I had no doubt she's badass, and it's amazing to watch our kids grow through things like that and just realize just how tough they are. It's
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and then the makes- list of things I now know that I wish did I didn't. Mm-hmm. A burn pa- patient survivor needs between three and four thousand calories a day because their body is putting so much effort. Into healing, mm-hmm. they need the extra calories. Mm-hmm. She needs a ton of protein, mm-hmm. so she is now drinking one to two weightlifting protein shakes a day. righty then. She needs four to six times the amount of daily multivitamins mm-hmm. because her body's working overtime to heal itself, and mm-hmm. it will leach nutrients from other parts of her body. She has to drink an ensure or boost shake every day, which Emily doesn't see how seniors drink those because they're apparently gross.
2: I mean, the chocolate's not bad, <laughs> and I know this for a fact. I'm telling myself I know for a fact the, the chocolate ensure is not bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we had to buy her shower chair. Mm-hmm. She needed to. For wound care, Mm -hmm. had to buy a bunch of bleach wipes because before she goes into wound care, she has to sanitize the bathroom. Right. We had to buy a bunch of rubbing alcohol because she has to sanitize the wound care instruments before Mm -hmm. and after. Mm -hmm. So you gotta have a ton of rubbing alcohol.
3: Right.
1: Um, Tons of appointments. She's gonna have to. Drive up to Denver once a week for a minimum of six weeks, mm-hmm. and then she'll get to do televisits. <sighs> what else? Doing wound care yourself is not easy no. for that type of wound care. Mm-hmm. And that hurts. So you have to plan it in between pain meds.
3: Mm.
1: It's going to be a while before she can drive because she's on some strong shit. And what else? There's so many things you don't know until you're confronted with it. Wow. I took her grocery shopping on Friday. She could have given me a list. She didn't know what she wanted. So she had to be there.
2: I mean, that's just typical for us ladies. (laughs) I've
1: I've noticed that throughout the years. So we went. And because she needs protein, good source of protein, eggs for breakfast, right? Mm-hmm. Guess who can't crack an
2: egg? Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. I don't eat eggs. I don't like them. Mm-hmm. But as far as I'll, I've, I've tried different kinds of eggs, Mm-mm. I'll eat a good deviled egg. That's as far as I go. As far as you go. But I can crack an egg because I'll, you know, I make right. cakes and stuff. I can crack an egg. That you need to do that. Yeah. To be able to cook an egg without shells in it. That I know. Right.
1: <laughs> Fortunately, they sell the pre cracked eggs and cartons.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: we bought her that. Cause she can you know, at least open that <laughs> and pour it in there mm-hmm. and just just so many other things. She didn't even know how to drive the damn scooter at the grocery store. She's well. like, how do I make it go forward? <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> like you go like this, honey. <laughs> she's like, oh
3: The things yeah. you
2: learn that yeah. you didn't necessarily want to learn, but you have to learn it.
1: Yep. She's oh. she's gonna need a temporary handicap parking sticker. Right. And of course, because people are assholes. She's mm. fully waiting for the, you know, like handicapped mm-hmm. thing that people say.
2: Yeah, I've always wanted to say, well, you don't look stupid, but clearly you Here are. are.
1: <laughs> um, I told her to make the picture of her thigh right after the skin graft, her mm-hmm. wallpaper on her phone.
3: Oh, my Lord. At any time
1: <laughs> someone said that, go, I just dealt with this. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>
2: going <laughs> will <He'll> be like, <gasps> yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> yeah,
1: shouldn't have been a dick.
2: Mind your business, basically.
1: Yeah. So she still got a long road, mm-hmm. um, but her left knee almost completely healed.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It, you would think maybe she just scraped her knee or something at this point. Kind of looks like carpet burn. Mm-hmm. Her face completely healed. Mm-hmm her right arm the skin graft sites look amazing because when they do skin grafts they have to run it through a mesher so it has all these holes of mesh cause skin naturally wants to shrink and that's how they prevent that she has large portions of the skin grafts that the mesh is filled in mm. and um She was happy she has a tattoo in her at her elbow that it's a millimeter shy of messing up the tattoo. Mm -hmm. She was happy that it didn't. But her her right arm, it's incredible Mm
3: -hmm. just
1: how much it hit his heel. It doesn't have that raised look that a lot of skin grafts have. She's been massaging it. They have a special lotion for her. She, you know, is putting that on all the time. She's constantly doing the stretching exercises Mm -hmm. because her tendons and ligaments are going to want to shrink as well as the skin graft. And she's doing all of her exercises, moving her thumb, and the condition of her arm is a year's time you may not even know. Other than like maybe an outline of the scar. and Go
2: ahead. I'm sorry. I have to tell you, and it's not like I need to co-sign for what you're saying, Jack. But listening friends, I'm here to tell you the healing has been remarkable. Looking like the pictures of her progress, you guys, I'm like. I'm blown away and it's not my kid. I mean, <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm like I'm blown away. Like I, I did. And I, I promise you listening friends that I sister to Jack at one point, I'm like, I'm sh- are you sure that she's not a mutant like an X-Men? Are yeah. you sure you guys didn't subject her to experimentation when she was a baby? Cause your healing is amazing. It's, and I'll put it in these words: It is miraculous. That's that's the best way I yeah. can put it. It's it's amazing to watch, and I I for one am overjoyed to see it. Oh, absolutely! And yeah. I know you are. <laughs> yeah. But yeah,
1: her leg—it's also healing really well. Mm-hmm. It's just going to take a lot longer, right? It was deeper, worse, so that's going to take considerably longer, but. I almost feel like once her arms heals, <laughs> her body's going to be like, all right, let's all focus on the thigh. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Cause like there's there's not as much energy needing to be expended mm-hmm. in those yeah. areas, so now it's just gonna, yeah, I can yeah. see that.
1: And the the donor sites are healing well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I haven't really seen pictures of those because what twenty two year old wants to send pictures of their as to their dad right <laughs>
2: even,
1: even in that condition
2: no nah, no nah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't blame her um, no, i don't either <laughs> but hmm. this has been as a parent the worst thing i've ever had to deal with i i cannot tell you how mentally taxing it was mm-hmm. seeing her go through everything so hard, so hard. And in case anyone's wondering, I already have an appointment with a therapist because <laughs> I'm going to need it. <laughs> um, yeah. But at the same time, even though it's been, like I said, all of these emotional roller coaster trips for her, I've just been amazed at how awesome. Emily is like all parents think their kids are awesome. Naturally. Right. (laughs) And, but to see her go through this, which is, I can't fathom the amount of pain she was in. And I was there with her and I still can't imagine the amount of pain, but for her to just accept that I have to go through this and one of the things that pissed her off was people need to quit telling me how strong I am. She's like, "What choice do I have? I have to fight through this."
2: Okay, I'm going to say this, friend Jack, because I get that. And, a matter of fact, I think um, I think me and my daughter were actually touching on this in the last episode mm-hmm. about being strong. Mm-hmm. It's good to be that way, but you don't want to have to. To be that way right. all the time. Yeah. And it gets to a point, and I can attest to this to an extent, that the longer you stick in that mindset, the tougher it is to get out of it. Mm-hmm. So as the years go on, it gets tougher and tougher to let your guard down.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And you're like, you know, you're being hard and squaring up on people that you don't have to. Right. Like when you need to be, it's good to have it it's important to have it and to be there, but you don't want to always
1: be. Yeah. I understand completely where she was coming from, but at the same time, there are people that would have moped and Emily's just like, she's like, why did this have to happen to me? But I have to go through it. I can't lay here and not do my stretching exercises Mm -hmm. and all of that. So there is the, She didn't have to have the attitude she had, which is overall positive. Mm -hmm. But I understand where she's coming from. Like Mm -hmm. you said, she's Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to be told that.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And I get it (laughs) completely. I completely get where she's coming from.
2: And I'll, I'll say it again. I think a big part of her being able to heal as well as she has been is the fact that not just because of the the kind of stuff that she's made of, but because she's got you guys. Uh-huh. I'm like no, so you. adamant about when people go through things like that, that having support, you mm-hmm. know, people that people that love and support them and want to do everything they can to get them through where where they're going through. I think that's like tank them out. I I can't stress it enough. So yeah. I think that I think that's a big I personally I believe that's a big part of how she's been able to do what she's done. Well thank yeah. you. It, mm-hmm.
3: yep.
1: she's a great kid yep and well having to leave Saturday was tough mm-hmm. but my sister and Heather's sister drove up Saturday and they're with her this week mm-hmm. to help her transition being at home
3: mm-hmm.
1: my sister bought her a crock pot, and they have been prepping meals so the that all Emily has to do is dump them in the crock pot and turn the crock pot on.
2: The so crockpot is the bestest thing ever to happen in the 20th century. <sighs> ever.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know, Reese's peanut butter cups are up there.
2: You might be right. <laughs> in
1: the intermittent windshield wiper setting. Anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> also correct. Sometimes, we might as well just make a list. <laughs> But yeah,
1: yeah. just like I said, I'm amazed at Emily. Mm -hmm. Just her attitude, even though she's been mad and anxious and upset. How could you not be? Mm -hmm. How could you not be? But still, even through all that, she's like, I'm always doing my stretches. I have to be positive. I want to have full movement when this is over. She's an incredible kid. Mm -hmm. And to bring up an inside joke that Emily and I have had for years, which upsets Heather. The joke is that I was in labor with Emily for 76 hours because I'm a guy and labor is naturally difficult for us to give birth to children.
2: What in the world? And
1: <laughs> yeah, that always irritated Heather.
2: Oh my gosh. I, I can't imagine why.
1: <laughs> I think it has to do with the fact that Emily was nine and a half pounds at birth.
2: Oh, okay.
1: And I don't think Heather wants to give that up.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I understand the principle, man. I get it.
3: Yeah.
1: But yeah. So, when can get it told you that it was not covid and it was serious it it was
3: mm-hmm.
1: and who knows i may need to go back with her and give her some support again i don't know um she's considering maybe coming to stay for a while when she does her when her appointments go to televisits because she can be anywhere for those right so who knows what's going on but that badass daughter of mine will get through it
2: she will she Mm -hmm. will i have no doubt about it Mm. oh boy but the fact of the matter is she is i'm just going to claim it she is on the other side of the worst of it
3: Mm -hmm. she is so
2: the fact that y'all are now on this side of it and It's just a matter of allowing the body to do what it's supposed to do. Yeah, that's, I I can't say it enough. It's just miraculous. It's just, it's amazing to hear. It really is. It really is.
1: Like, there was one point where we sort of first saw pictures of everything. And Emily's like, well, Dad, I know you don't like seeing gross stuff. And I'm like, I don't have a problem with that. In this case, it's 100% who the gross stuff's on exactly <laughs> exactly it's yep. horror movies are different when it's your kid
2: <laughs> yeah that's what i was getting ready to say you yeah, I can watch horror movies all day long but when, it, when it's someone you know and love you're like oh whoa
1: yep and yep. you know i've i've lost both parents went through hospice with my mom heather's dad was in icu for like 45 days before he he passed this was infinitely tougher and more mentally taxing Mm -hmm. because it's your kid yeah so i will say emily has said that she would not wish that on anybody except for people that murdered children hit children and molest children
2: i can appreciate the principle behind that Mm -hmm.
1: and I can't say that I falter. Nope. And then also, to end it on a funny note, Emily's dark sense of humor again. She told us that going forward, no one will ever be able to roast her as badly as she roasted herself. If she, Oh, my God. <laughs> if she ever gets called in to get fired, she's going to say, hey, look, I've already fired myself. You don't get to do this.
2: Oh, my God. Not the puns. No. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Dark dad puns.
2: Oh, my gosh. No. Um,
1: She said, going forward, anytime a friend is complaining about a bad breakup, her reply will always be, wait for it. I understand. I've been burned before.
3: I quit. (laughs) But
1: the peak of her humor about the whole thing was said last Saturday.
3: Mm.
1: And that's when she told me that after all of the pain she had endured over the last two weeks, she was finally able to understand the pain that a man is in when he has the flu.
3: So that was a good one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, that yeah, that's chuckle worthy. I, I dig it. <laughs> yeah. When you, you sent me that. I was like, I don't know if you sent it to me if you had posted it, but I, yeah. I read it. I was like, oh. <laughs> and I just busted out laughing.
1: <laughs> it's that like, damn, she just hit the entire half of the world.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like men everywhere, like. What is that that supposed to mean? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You play like you don't know.
1: (laughs) Right? (laughs) So humor's needed, and I'm glad that she can at least laugh at parts of this. Yeah. So there you go. That's the story of my daughter trying to understand the Hound from Game of Thrones.
2: And that concludes our episode. <laughs>
1: yeah, that that was another one of her jokes. Oh wow! About the hound. Yeah,
2: but. Uh, <sighs> but the truth of the matter is that you're all grateful that this is coming out the way it is. Yes. Period. Point blank. So. Yes. And I'm I'm equally glad that you are taking care of yourself yes because <laughs> that is equally important in these cases so mm-hmm. yes indeed i'm glad all that's happening but on, on the end note or on well my end note i'm grateful i'm grateful to hear all of this that it's turned that it's turned out the way it has really me don't.
1: too and mm-hmm. i know there's some graphic parts but there's no way to tell it without graphic parts
3: True.
1: And male surgeons, watch staple placement going forward.
3: I can't stress that enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. So thanks for listening, everybody, if you stayed through the whole thing. Um, I appreciate it. I've had to, unfortunately, tell this tell several times, but it still does not get any easier. No. Maybe in two or three years, it'll be easier. Hmm. Some quality therapy, a couple hundred whiskey sours. I I joke.
2: A <laughs> couple kind of other things that we won't mention on air anyway. Right. So, <laughs> but. Right. <Ray? laughs> uh, I, for one, am grateful that um, you were generous enough to share the story with me and listening friends that he was able to share the, the story with all of, all of you guys. I can't imagine how hard this has been for her and for y'all to, to witness it. So on behalf of myself and all of our listening friends, we appreciate your being so open.
1: Thank you. In and telling this story. I appreciate, you know, during that whole two weeks, you being there for me as well. Um, Obviously, you know, my, wife was there and several other people but it was still really nice just to have a friend you know that that I could give daily updates to good mm-hmm. or bad right. and know that you had my back <laughs> so
3: and thank I you appreciate
2: for that. and I appreciate you trusting me enough to do so and it was entirely my pleasure to sure. to, to be your wingman so to speak
1: <laughs> yeah in a way and of course thanks to Emily I Mm -hmm. now have a different view every time I drive past the KFC. Oh, my God, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs)
3: It's
1: going to take a while to get over that.
3: (laughs) Oh, goodness.
1: Oh, goodness. So, anyway, I guess we'll end on what's a pretty positive note, I think.
2: Mm -hmm. I believe so, yeah.
1: So, anyway, thanks for listening, everybody.
2: As always, um, we appreciate you guys listening. And as we've been saying here lately, it is good to be good. So be good to yourselves and so be good to others because what's the point without it?
1: Right. Always start from love.
2: Yep.
3: Absolutely.
2: Thanks again, guys, for listening. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review, hit that like button, and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback is valuable, and we welcome it. If you would like to contact, connect with, or just want to see what we talk about between episodes, you can find us on Facebook under our podcast name, on Instagram at K-A-Y-A-N-D-J-A-Y-S-T-W, our website, podpage.com, slash Kenyatta-Jack-Save-The-World or email at k.j.savetheworld at gmail.com. If you would like to learn about and contribute to our chosen charities, you can do so at Service Dog Project at servicedogproject.org and Black Women's Health Initiative at bwhi.org. Kineti and Jack Save the World is a product of HyperFocus Podcasts.
0: Thank you for listening to Musings of an ADD Mind. If you enjoyed this podcast, or even if you didn't, please hit the subscribe or follow button.